Hi, you guys want some cookies? 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 Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my bosom buddy, Bobby Castrone. Hey, Bob. Hey, Dan. How you doing tonight? Great. Man. Special. This is special. So special. This is, dare I say, a garage full of heroes? Nice, Bob. Am I allowed to? Nice tie-in. Am I allowed to? A little out of bounds. Okay. But still nice. Sorry about that. Joining us... For the first time in the history of the Throwback Podcast, you know her. There's a few names. You might know her as <laughs> Connie Fox. You might know her as the Tiny Box. But society sees her as Colleen Wolf. Welcome to the garage, Connie. Hello. What is up? What is up? So many big greetings tonight. <laughs> this is great. I'm so excited. This is, I mean, this is big because... We were talking a little bit about the sh- before the show about it, but I the one the thing I hate the most about this podcast is me. <laughs> besides Bob, who I've had a nasty falling out with, and we're going to get into that in a little <laughs> bit. But um, thing I hate the most about doing this podcast is asking friends to do the podcast. It just feels weird. Yeah, that's why, it should feel weird. Yeah, that's right. why that's why we've had three <laughs> three guests in two years. So like. I don't know. I texted you a couple of days ago, and I was like, "Listen, I want I have to do something that." I never want to do to a friend, but I'm going to do it because I knew you would do well in this garage space. I asked you to be on the show and you, and you That's agreed. That's what friends are for. Oh, we don't own the copyright to that, so try not to sing. That's song. a great idea. We've long talked about when the record labels come and swallow up this podcast and all the families attached to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point when we were being hosted by a different company uh, before we went indie. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought they would absorb any lawsuit, but now we have Colleen. Colleen's a big TV star for NFL right. Network. Right. She makes a considerable amount of money, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, although I don't have exact data. Uh, but when the lawsuit comes, I right. think Colleen can now absorb any that's litigation. That's how it works. Yeah, I mean, like, my assets include a Jeep Wrangler and a broken dog. So, <laughs> like, yeah, take me for everything Broken dog? Emotionally yeah, broken? He's emotionally. He's got a lot of baggage, Aww. but I have a perfect one, too. So I, I tried not to. Keep Does the emotionally broken one? And what's his name again? Dasher. Dasher. Does he know that the other guy is, you know, better than him? Oh, he doesn't care. No, he's no. he puffs out his chest every day. He walks outside. He's the best man in the neighborhood. Wow. Well, good for him. Yeah. All right, Colleen. There's no dogs right now. I know. It's just us going down memory lane, and we are in the last week of August almost. Are we? Yeah, we're close enough. Close yeah. enough. You can say that. Yeah. And you know what that means? What? Back to school time. So this is the back to school pod with Connie Fox. I'm ready for it. Let's go. Because, uh, Bob, and you, I think you agree with, mm-hmm. with me on this. Like, for whatever reason, growing up, you always, you're always connected to the radio and, you know, whatever is hot at the time. You, it will stick in your mind as you get older. Mm-hmm. But for me, those songs that were popular... That first day of school when you wake up in the morning and you have your your fancy outfit picked out that you had had you picked weeks in advance and <laughs> and you're getting up and you're wide awake. And you definitely and you're took nervous. the sticker off the back mm-hmm. of your jeans that said the size. Make that sure long you take one. the Ooh. sticker off. Your mom came home from Marshall's with a couple of different shirts and you're like, that's the, the one. Tags always got. Did people. they have Marshall's in Philly? Yeah. OK, I didn't know. I know Marshall's is a pretty big reach. Oh, yeah. And it um, reached the Wolf House. That's yeah. for sure. 
the worst thing in the world was Marshalls as yeah, a kid. It was my the mom would worst. just they would take uh, Linda and my mom Deb do the same thing. They would kind of drag you to Marshalls and then take their sweet ass time, and all of a sudden. You're a nine-year-old in Marshalls for 97 minutes. With no cell phones. <laughs> no, nothing. 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 You would just hang out in the middle of it, the circular racks and just pretend like you were at war. I used to, it's funny because I used to take a cart and I guess this is the 80s and there was no fear of kidnapping. Although kidnapping was a huge concern. Kid ch- kidnapping in the 80s. I wasn't allowed out of my house until I was five years old to play with anybody in the neighborhood. Is that because you had been kidnapped and this guy was keeping you in your house? <laughs> Basically. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But like, I guess Deb, you know, she was looking for some bargains. So she was busy. <laughs> so you were just on your own. So I would just take a shopping cart and drive it, like ride it, pretend it was like a plane and take it around Marshall's Many, many times. And then I'd go all the way around the store and as a way to kill time. And then I'd get back and my mom would be like three feet over from the section of the oh, uh, racks that she is looking at. Or I was like, this cannot. Anyway, that's not the point. Yeah. Point is, first day of school, you remember the music. The radio in my, my parent and my childhood home, the kitchen. I always remember the songs. And that's kind of what we're hitting at today. Connie, we're going back to a time in the early aughts. When you were getting ready for your senior year of high school. Oh, yeah. And I like, do you guys remember how you had to cover books, too? Oh, my God. I hated that. I was so bad at that. Oh, fold it and not use tape. Hated it. But then, like, by the end, I was like, oh, I had a whole situation where it was like a brown paper bag laminated Mm. over it just to make sure that it was like perfect for the whole year because I was a lunatic. That was was what you had to cover the books. And that was one of those things that the girls in school just excelled at way more than the boys. <laughs> the boys. Like you would look at a girl's like peps, like big pile of books and they were like pristinely covered and mine were just like this sloppy mess. <laughs> like giant holes shit. in the bags. Yeah, it was like coming like undone on day one. Yeah. yeah. Like penmanship and covering books, girls were just top notch yeah. at. I just my mom did all of that. I did I never I never wrapped a book ever because I didn't know how to do it. I tried and then Deb would just handle it all. She'd even write on the book. She'd handle everything. I can't wrap anything. So books is where it all started. Like years. Oh, you can't do the. the no, when I worked at my first job was at a Hallmark in a mall, and uh-huh. during Christmas we had free gift wrapping, and it would get so bad because like people would give me these like precious moments to go or Beanie Babies Oof. to go wrap in the back, mm-hmm. and I would just be back there fucking clueless, like and they would come in the back and just be like, just give me the fucking thing. Like I don't, I don't want this. Um, what are you drinking today, Colleen, as we head into our journey, it's looking back into 2002, late August? An amazing concoction by your wonderful wife, Emily. It's some type of uh, jalapeno tequila, spicy margarita drink, and it's exceptional. There's some agave in there. Really? Yes. It's, it's jalapeno. You take the jalapenos. It's big. You put them it's a double. into uh, the tequila, then you store it in a dark space. Not no, a No light sunlight. One. Yes. Uh, for about 48 to 72 hours, and then you have greatness. That's also what you do with kids for Marshalls. <laughs> Same <laughs> formula. Uh, so, yes, we are going back to the last week of August 2002. And, Bob, I'm trying to think on the Throwback Podcast, we've certainly hit 2001. <sighs> we sure did. Oh, boy, did we ever. Uh, we've hit 2000. Uh, but the 2002-2003 area, largely uncovered on the show, I believe. I think so. Was Wilco 2002? That might have been the only one. Yeah. I, think- I don't want to make any definitive statements because people call us out on Twitter when we get things wrong. That's a new yeah. thing now. People are like, oh, you actually I did- feel like it's 2003. <laughs> that's, when I, that's when I graduated from high school. 
So you graduated. You want to make that clear? Are you worried about this dating you at all? Graduated? No, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm I like when I, I'm I'm I want to start telling people I'm a lot older than I am, just so I can garner many compliments. Oh, like good. I'm 45 years old. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> She's brassy. Um, all right, so we're gonna go through it. We're gonna so hit this. Is what we did. I sent Connie two um, Billboard top 100 lists. The top 100, which is like their standard, you know, top songs uh, from that last week in August. And then the top 100 alternative. And I said, go have a ball. Just pick 10 songs. And that was what we're going to go through. And then this was like fun homework, too. There like you go. I, I love it was a fun assignment. I was able to kind of comb through everything and curate it. It's great. You hear Don't that, people? The equipment. Watch out for that. That's hear, the microphone. You hear that, people? Come on the Throwback Podcast. We'll give you homework. <laughs> Using my hands. <laughs> and Bob and I also added uh, one each, uh, which we'll get to at the end of the show. So why don't we get into it? And I, I'll tell you what. Connie, I have to tell you, I'm really impressed by what you pulled off here. Really? Tell yeah. me more. I mean, I think what you've pulled off here, you almost picked every song that I would have picked. Yes. Oh. All right. And uh, let's let's start with one of the great bands in the history of rock music. 311. Yes. Do I get to tell the story again about our soap opera neighbor? No, we've told it like every time 311 has come up on the podcast. <laughs> Colleen's we never don't... heard it. She doesn't listen to the show, That's so true. I get this to tell is, it again. It's yeah. actually exciting that this is the first time she's on the show Just and the first time she's me. hearing refresh the me. show. Oh, it started. Let's listen. They did a nice job, 311, because you thought they were kind of going to be one or two and yeah, done. Yeah, there's two hits off that first album, and that would be Down, it. wasn't Down? Down, yeah. all mixed up. I don't, don't know, know what to do. Oh, my God, I, I love 311. <laughs> yeah, right? What was that? Was that like 97? That was like 96, 97, yeah. And you thought, oh, that was nice. That was a nice little moment they had. And then all of a sudden, like the early 2000s, they started dropping like these woozy bangers, like oh. these like beach like like stone jams. They like, picked up where Sublime <laughs> left off. Exactly. And that's my wheelhouse. I went to Hawaii for like some senior week or some like spring break. I think it was my freshman year in college. And we went to a 311 concert in Hawaii. Oh, wow. And they played, they played this song. And every time I hear it, it brings me back to that exact concert. And I was standing on a chair with my best friend. She was so crazy at the time. And I remember... It was a group of like five of us from college and we all had this bottle of tequila that we were taking swigs out of on the walk to the concert. And we were like, oh man, we still have like half this bottle left. What do we do? So what do you do in that situation? You put it in a bush and then remember where that bush is. Mm -hmm. And then after the concert, you go back <laughs> and get the bottle and continue drinking it throughout the night. I just hope no one urinated into it. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to take the first sip. Oh, <laughs> yep. I don't know who but the it's, sacrificial it's lamb was. It's tequila. I'd probably kill it all. <laughs> yeah. I have um, an interesting note on this song, Amber, which focuses more on 311's reggae roots, clearly. Mm. The song is about Nick Hexum's, I suppose he's the singer, 
then fiance, and then Eden's crush member and future member of the Pussycat Dolls, Nicole Scherzinger. What? Whoa. Scherzinger appears briefly in the music video. How about that? Who knew? She's playing in the ocean with Hexum. Huh. It reached number 13 on the modern rock charts and uh, gets played like to date on the radio a lot. This song was so cool because it really did go from those sort of like very alternative uh, roots that they had when they first came out. And then this was just like so chill, so beachy. It just felt like you were on vacation and it was summertime. Yeah. And I'm not a reggae guy, but I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. Like that one, like it is like the sublime kind of reggae. Where and then it's like, okay, it's a white guy like singing. A, I was going to say, if there's like a real reggae fan listening to the show, I know, which, let's be honest, they're that. like, <laughs> I know. Oh my God. <laughs> but, um, I, but I think like seeing 311 in Hawaii playing that song, that's like seeing Oasis in oh. Manchester in like 96. It like, was incredible. It was the right place in the right time. Yeah. And if you were curious, um, this song was on the Greatest Hits 93 to 03 package, which nice job again by 311. They knew they had, they were able to like take things all the way into the early 2000s, but they knew they were pretty much done after 03. So they said, let's put out the Greatest Hits, call it a day. Probably yeah. still a band right They're now. They're still touring, I think. Yeah. And I also like the other woozy banger from this era was the Cure cover that was on the, uh, the Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. That, that weird so movie. Good. The, fi- the movie? 50 first dates where he consistently tries to take advantage yet. of a mentally disabled woman. Uh, yes. Yes. I think okay. that's the one. That's the one. Like that movie, if it came out today, Adam Sandler's career might be over. A little problematic. Yeah, no question. Yeah. But the song. But the song the was song great. So Which one was it? Which Cure song was it? Oh, uh, it's, I can like. Uh, love I, song? Maybe. I don't know. It had like a good riff in the beginning. It had a great riff in the beginning, Colleen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Dan. Fine. <laughs> This is so good. It's still so good. Have we talked about this one on the show? You know what? Yes, we did. In one of the uh, many deleted episodes, our the first time that Headgum um, got rid of us, and we thought we were going to end the podcast. Dan and I got like very drunk <laughs> and did a podcast of I think it was like oh two. It was supposed to be like the year that we graduated college. We got way too drunk. And this was the last song we played. Really? To put on the playlist. Well, in there that you episode. go. I love it. Every time heard I it. hear this song, it still makes me smile as soon as I hear it. I think it's one of the best songs uh, of the decade, like alternative rock songs. I yeah. think it's a oh, yeah, fucking perfect song. And Jimmy Eat World had a lot of great songs. And oh, I loved that. And uh, Bleed American has some of the best singles of that era. Well, that, that back-to-back, the middle, and then this coming out in 2001, 2002. Jimmy Eat World incredible. sort of like pulled me from hardcore rap at the time because that's mm. all I loved was just, it was all rap all the time. Which I've always enjoyed, just your hardcore love of rap. I loved it forever. Forever. But Jimmy Eat World, I'm pretty sure it's Jimmy Eat World. Like, I went on this whole left turn situation where all I did was, like, 
brand new, Taking Back Sunday. Wow. Like any wow. any Jimmy World, like anybody that was sort of like that, that was the only thing I listened to, like skater punk rock. That's awesome. So I do have a question then with your love of hardcore rap up until that point, is that what inspired you to create the alter ego Lil Debbie? (laughs) Is that that where that came from? It's one of my greatest accomplishments, Bob. I have a hot take, by the way, that the best song on the album is a praise chorus, which Mm. I don't even know if it was a single, but that was one of those uh, college songs where I just ended up on my MP3. And I, to this day, I think it is... Unbelievable. So you have, do you know that one? Praise yeah. Chorus? Yeah. Uh-huh. Praise Chorus, Sweetness, and The Middle. My goodness. Plus, you just take that name and you make it an acronym and they're Jew. Yeah. So. Is there, That's were they right. Jewish? I don't know. <laughs> I figured. Well, this song is about you know, bagels. Bobby, this song is about bagels. You're that. <laughs> okay. they're, on, they're on all the websites I go to. Uh, Bob goes to the only Jewish American website. Yes. Just to find out. And just if you guys know, uh, so you guys know, as of the 2017-18 season, the Florida Panthers use Sweetness as their goal song. No way. There you go. There you go. Still okay. relevant. Huh. Did you, Colleen, you've had a great and successful sports career. Uh, did you ever do... NHL hockey stuff? Yeah. You did? Yeah. The Flyers. When I was in Philly. Look at you. Well, I was also I was also a Flyers ice girl. Really? At one point. What is that wait, what does that entail? I like cleared the so they hired with the, with the brooms? Yeah, they hired um a bunch of girls that didn't know how to ice skate. Okay. And so they thought they were just gonna teach them how to skate and then That's help easy with enough. the ice crew. Right, right. And then they realized halfway through the season that wasn't gonna work. So they brought me in. <laughs> they called the wolf. Oh, because you have a background in figure skating. Yeah, I used you to were compete. Quite decorated, mm-hmm. right? I yeah, I used to compete and. You have trophies and medals, and medals and all sorts of stuff, right? Yeah, I actually do have a trophy or two. Why yeah. don't you get back out there? I do sometimes. Would you? Hey. Figu- <laughs> would you figure skate to hardcore gangster rap? <gasps> um, every morning there was a period yes. I went through where I would make sure I was the first one at the rink so I could control the, the oh, nice. radio Good move. there Good move. and because whoever was there, that's who was setting the tone of the music and TLC was on Ooh. major repeat for yes. a while. Um, waterfalls TLC or like, yeah. oh. no, both, but, yeah. but waterfalls. Um, I would get in trouble though because they would want to play like their program music and like all of these like classical songs mm-hmm. and stuff, and it would be like, like no, no, we're doing no scrubs. More scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how that song goes. But. I'm like John Gruden singing Happy Birthday. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I doesn't know how to sing Happy Birthday. Um, wait, so when the they figured out that they wouldn't be able to teach the girls, they brought in essentially ringers. And what was your? It job? was just me. Oh, so. Okay. They because there was one girl out of like ten that actually knew how to skate, and then they realized that she couldn't handle everything by herself. So I like knew my dad was friends with somebody who knew them, and so they needed someone who could like actually stand on skates and work. And so my job was just to stand at the Zamboni shoot with the other girl and the ice crew. And every time there was a TV timeout, we would go out and clear the ice around the nets. And next wow. to the benches. Wow. And I would always talk incredible shit to the opposing goalie if he was having a bad game because what was he going to do? Like, Nothing. Damn. It, I, on that's center savage. ice. That's like, so, I'd be like, that's, oh, that was rough. Like, that was a terrible period for you. That's huh? so fucking Philly that even the ice it girls are so trash talking <laughs> you. 
Wow. Yeah. It's so Philly. Uh-huh. Did, anybody, did a goaltender ever, like, drop a seat bomb on your head? Never. <laughs> never. They're classy. They're all Canadian. But I had, like, a major crush on Robert Ash. Who was like who was Ash? He was old and had a big beard, and it was very weird. <laughs> so that's, that's, it's like your dad, basically. It, it was strange. I know she says <laughs> all right. She didn't even deny it. But you can make it up next time. <laughs> Wasn't my normal type. I know she knows <laughs> it's not right. There ain't no use in lying. Maybe she thinks I know something. Maybe, maybe she thinks it's fine. Maybe she knows something I don't. I'm so, I'm so tired. This dude, so tired. Jack Johnson. Oh, wait, hang on. Yeah. Seems to me that maybe it pretty much always means no. So don't tell me. You might just let it go. Call it. Colleen, thank you for picking this because oh. I would have, and then Dan would have made fun of me. So I appreciate that. No, it's so actually good. the opposite. Really? You know when this song? So this ga- song came out in 2002, uh, 2003, and we were just out of college, yes. fresh out of college. And this, I could guarantee, you, this is one of those songs where I wouldn't openly be like, oh, "I love that song, Flake," but. Alone in the car, I would have it jacked <laughs> yeah. up and be like way into it. <laughs> so into it. Because he would he got grouped in with guys like Jason Mraz. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a bit of a fleet of these kind of you could call them kind of soft. Well it was it was him and Ben Harper John and Mayer. She ben loves, Har- she loves special about. sauce. Uh-huh. They were in like their own little clique. And if oh, you and were I like, loved that clique. Yeah, if you were like <laughs> a insecure, like quote unquote masculine fresh out of college straight white male that was me yeah that was Connie <laughs> you would you would be a little weird about sharing your love of these type of songs uh, for whatever reason but now as a much older man I'm all about this yeah play. you have nothing oh. to hide anymore yeah. it's fine there's nothing to fight for yeah it's so, over I, I loved him so much like he could not come out with a bad song everything was so it's such a good beach listen if you're laying Definitely. on the beach on vacation or whatever just like put your drinking headphones on drinking piss tequila mm, doesn't matter <laughs> makes it better yeah, this was, uh, yeah, turn it off, it's fine. And oftentimes we're lazy. It seems to stand in my way. This whole yeah. damn album was great. So, really? I didn't. Yeah. Is this the song that goes, or is that a different song? No, that's song? Blur, song two, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, different Jack Johnson song, I believe. Oh, right. But he had a couple of bangers that I knew, but I didn't have Brush Fire Fairy Tales. Like which was Bubble the name Toes. Of the album. That was Bubble Toes one. was another yeah, one. Yeah, that yes. was good. That was a great one. So, See, a guy like couldn't say he was into Bubble Toes. It was just, nah. No, you can't do that. Mm-mm. No, unless you played the guitar and could play his songs, yep. then you're like, oh, yeah, I love his stuff. That's kick, a great question, kick your, actually. Kick your shoes yeah. off and play this, yeah. So mm-hmm. were, when you were in college, were you, did you have a boyfriend a lot or were you single a lot? I In college, I had like one boyfriend. The whole time? For like three years, yeah. Did you meet him in college or was it yeah, a high school guy? in college. Okay. So maybe you're not the right, great person for this, but I, I'd be curious like how – Guy in a dorm or off-campus housing with a guitar. Did, yeah, did this guy did get you? Power? Did your boyfriend oh. get you by bringing you into a dorm room and playing you Anna Begins by the Counting Crows? No. So, like, I had one boyfriend in college, but we were on and off a lot. So, okay. they like, I was very, very susceptible to a guitar man. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that, so, you know what? It's like, 
I didn't do like incredibly well um, in high school or really college. And if I just would have had like more weapons at my disposal, oh. like how hard is it to learn how to play guitar? Like Bob's almost 40 and he's trying to learn now. Learning right now. You sad. should. No, it's yep. too See? late. See? What, what's no. there? There no. we go. What there we go. Doesn't Kelly matter. What for? Clout. Do you want clout? Do you want, clout. Do you want to go to Bob, neighborhood see Bob's clout. dad band? Do you want to get yeah. roped into you it? You show me. You show me somebody who plays the guitar. I don't care, man, woman. They're immediately super attractive. Super attractive. Come see the dad bods. You're never gonna learn how to playing play next summer in Pasadena, especially an acoustic guitar. Oh my god! All right, listen, listen, everybody. That's straight to my heart. Colleen, and if you have in. a tattoo sleeve and that, it's it's All over. Right. Now I know what I'm doing on my fortieth. <laughs> crack me up. How amazing would it be is like if in six months, right, we invite you back on the show and like. Or Bob invites you back on, and he's like, oh, yeah, Dan's going to be there, too. And then you get to the garage, oh, no. well, that's and it's just Bob with an acoustic guitar and a, a full this sleeve t- tattoo. First of all, I don't think Gonzo would be a fan of that. Second of all, this garage already has a very murdery vibe whenever we have a guest in here, so she would know that it's over. Yeah, I would know it was a setup immediately. You stay for like, the podcast? That's my fantasy. If, How is this happening? What if I'm like, all right, it's clear I'm going to kill you, but first, take my shoes yeah. off, play a little Jack Johnson. Yeah, sh- show me your ink. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the sleeve. You're into the sleeve too. That yeah, I know. Tough one to figure out. I don't know either. Come comes back to Philly. Mm-hmm. Comes back to trash talking Mike Richter in the middle of the ice. <laughs> By the way, I'm picking up on a theme. Okay. Like you really are into like chill, melodic, always alternative rock, always folk, even like even rap, reggae. like any any genre genre right. of, uh, genre. I, everything is genre. genre. <laughs> Every genre of music. You're is trying like to like. That. I'm married. I'm married. Sleeves. <laughs> uh, we have to listen to this chorus because maybe, and I'm even factoring under the bridge. Maybe the best Chili Peppers chorus. Ooh. Let's go. That's awesome. Oh. I mean, I am a I am a certified Chili Peppers hater, apparently. That's, yep. And I fucking love this song. Oh love my that god, chorus. this great. song is so good. I just like when I went to college, I thought I was a surfer, like I was a wannabe surfer. Had you ever so, surfed? <laughs> once or twice. Okay. I just got hit in the head with a longboard, and okay. it was just terrible. So, <laughs> yeah, this this song though was just everything to me i loved it i could turn it on anytime and it'd be so good so we did californication uh a month or so ago on the show which was the previous album and then people kind of forget now that the album that came out after by the way was like almost as big like it had like five or six more huge singles and i remember this one um this one for whatever reason maybe it wasn't as big at the time although as i see now it was number peaked at number six on the modern rock chart I just think like this is like one of their greatest songs. It didn't feel as big, I think, as every other song was like number one. Mm-hmm. It was sandwiched by "By the Way," which was a huge hit for them, and then "Can't Stop," which is a big hit. And this mm-hmm. was kind of like their mid-tempo slow jam. Um, I also had so one perfect. problem with it, though. Ooh, let's mm. hear it. So I worked at an American Eagle when I was in high school, 
And this yeah. was on one of their soundtracks that we they played. Play that. So all and the it was time. over and over and I worked a lot of hours there yeah. and I it 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 played out for a while for American me. Eagle to me was always kinda like the poor man's gap. Yeah, I couldn't get a job at Abercrombie and Fish. Abercrombie so. if you if you did Yeah, like, it was definitely the step down from Abercrombie. <laughs> like which it, was at the time Abercrombie was the biggest. Oh. Like by far. You would just get high from walking in from so the perfume high. that it smelled like in there. So many oh. abs everywhere you looked. The, yeah. I so didn't, many abs. So many abs. A lot Did of you, rowboats. There were rowboats. A lot of rowboats. Black and white rowboat photos. Yeah. I remember, like, especially at this era, um, the, the the style was a lot of, like, it doesn't, didn't matter what size you got. They always made mm-hmm. the sleeve the sleeves, like, three, inch longer, three inches longer always. than they need to be. And then it was always, it always uh, fit a little tighter, like, around your shoulders. It was like a, a very early two thousands. Like I remember a lot of, of I remember a lot of vests, a lot of flannel. I lot dated lot flannel. a manager from Abercrombie and Fitch, and he was dating. I found out later he was dating me, and then a girl that worked at Wet Seal at the same oh, time. Oh no, mall <laughs> drama! <laughs> what mall was this? Was it the Fox Hills Mall? Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. <laughs> wow! Did you when you found out? Did you go to the Wet Seal and just like spy on her? I would just like no, because I could see Abercrombie from where we were working, and I would just like fold clothes. Looking over there, <laughs> angry. So what? Ha- angry folding. How did you find out? Oh, mall gossip. Found out from somebody, some girl I knew that worked at PacSun. Oh, damn. <laughs> so and I you- ran to Claire's and I told my friend at Claire's. Claire's was right upstairs. <laughs> then we went to Annie Ann's and the people there all knew about it already. It was a fucking. Drama. Then I got a slice at Sparrow and went home. <laughs> um, did and you confronted him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So did he try to lie or did he just eat it? Of course he tried to lie. That's what they do. I know. I know it. Abercrombie. Sometimes women have to use. (laughs) This will be good. (laughs) Unrelated to Colleen and what she was saying. But sometimes, Bob, women as a weapon, they can use their sexuality. One of those women was named Kaya. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. (laughs) Shake your body. Don't stop. Don't miss. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Kia? Shake your body, don't think... stop, don't miss. Just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now. Lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. Right now, lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. Go ahead, Colin. My neck, my back, <laughs> I love lick when the music drops. Yeah. <laughs> It's like almost classy too. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear that again. The music comes in almost sheepishly. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't want to be a part of this. Oh. <laughs> just imagine like a 52-year-old uh, woman who plays the, who just like waving her fingers across. What is that? A chime? It sounds like a chime. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> London Philharmonic. Like, <laughs> oh, an artist named Kaya is coming in today. Your neck can do it. Don't stop. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> I love it. You know, whenever, like, do you watch Euphoria? No, but I think okay. I need to because me, I keep hearing about it. Let me tell you, so, so Euphoria is this teen show that's scaring a lot of parents. And, and one of the takeaways, the cliche takeaways of it is like, oh, my God, the youth are screwed. The kids have no chance to survive because high school life is just overly sexualized and filled with drugs and violence. And people act as if, like, there hasn't always been crazy shit going around connected to youth culture. Like, 
when this song came out, this is being listened to by teenagers, and it's probably the most graphic radio song ever. Oh, I mean, ever. listen, I don't condone <laughs> any of what I'm about to say. Yeah. But I was just graduating high school. I was just going into college. I had a fake ID and like already. Mm-hmm. And I was hanging around my cousin and all of her friends. And they would stuff me into the back of my one friend's Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> and we would go to the bar. And this we would put the song on while we were driving to the bar. It was like. How old was I even at that point? And you're yelling out every word. You know, every word. This is why I'm cool I don't have daughters, by the way. Yeah. Because that shit just freaks me out. Scares me. Because you were like a good girl, right? I mean, even at the time, my cousin was like, Colleen, stop it. (laughs) We're not listening to that song. She hated it. And I was like, my neck. (laughs) (laughs) This song. This song, the fact that this was a radio song, and then there was the put it in your mouth song. Oh, Put it in my mouth. That was the other song that me and my cousin would, she had a Jetta. But that one was never on the radio, but that was Was insane. Was that EVE? No, I don't know. It was one hit, one, not even a hit. It was just like, it was a one-off rapper. (laughs) Oh my God. But that song was incredibly. I can still almost sing every single word. I think I can too. (laughs) That's that's an even better song than this. That was a legitimately fun song to listen to. Because that has one of my favorite uh, tropes of the era is like the kind of angry guy yelling also. Yeah. Are you going to play it? <laughs> Can you find I'm it? Does it exist? But I just <laughs> in your motherfucking mouth. Like it's like so oh, serious yeah. about it. Oh. oh, I love the buildup. It's a joke. Oh, it's so Wait, who sings this? Who is this? It's an artist named Akinelli. 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 Yeah. That's it. This was a Napster hit. <laughs> Another classy song. <laughs> yeah, it's like only podcast. the euphoria generation, only post millennial generation is in danger. She said, put it in her mouth. I mean, her motherfucking mouth. The hype man is so good. I know I'm suspended. <laughs> <laughs> so the girl's name Kia Jeffries. She's featured on it. So I think Akinelli is the guy, I guess. I would hope so. Um, that's great. The other <laughs> the other dirty-ass song that I used to love kind of in this era was uh, Uchiwali. <gasps> bang, one? bang. Yeah. yeah. That one is fucking dirty, Oh, my too. God. I love that song. We should do like a dirty mix. That was like, that was my high school song. Really? Uchiwali? Yeah. Oh, no question. Uchiwali, wow. bang. All right, let's get back on track. Let's actually get more wholesome. Like, I don't know. I kind of like that track more. <laughs> it had like an Asian beat to it. Yeah. Oh, so good. So yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. This is not that. All right. Yes. So let's, oh, man. Let's go to Canada where everything is wholesome. And meet a young girl named Avril. Um, I remember the first time I heard this was at Northeastern visiting you. Whoa. Really? Yep. And I, it was like stuck in my head immediately, and I sang it all weekend long. Chill out, what's she yelling for? Lay back, it's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you would see. I like you the way you are when we're driving in, in your, your 
your car. Little Canadians. This is like the type of song that I would never admit to liking and I would never put on any of my mixes, but when I was listening to the radio on the drive home from the Jersey Shore back to Philadelphia, (laughs) this would come on the radio and I would turn it all the way up and sing all the words. This would be your Jake Johnson in a way. Jack Johnson. Not Jake Johnson from The New Girl. Not the actor. (laughs) Jack Johnson, but not the boxer. All right, so Complicated is the debut single. Released eight, May 14, 2002, off Let Go, which sold like a trillion copies. And it was, it peaked at number two on the Hot 100 behind Hot and Her and Dilemma. But it was just a monster hit. Monster hit. Yeah, you talked over my favorite line where she said, strike a poos. Poos. Like, yeah. So Canadian. Isn't it? I mean, Canadians. And we have some Canadians, Canadian listeners. Like, you guys are adorable. You're the Ultimately. She was like such a badass, too. Well, but not really. Like she was the good girl, right? Badass, she was the good girl, where badass. She would be wearing all of this like dark, smoky eye makeup. She and was had, a product, like, I thought. Yeah, but she also. But I don't know. She I mean, wrote, she was. She co-wrote the yeah. song. She wasn't. She wasn't Britney, but she was doing the skater boy thing. I like the skater part of, of it. Product. Yeah, because it was always like such poppy girls before that, like mm-hmm. Britney, Christina. It was always like that mold, and you never got like mm-hmm. a grungy skater girl. Yeah. Yeah, I remember if you thought it was weird listening to it as an 18-year-old uh, high school girl. If I being a 22-year-old male. <laughs> who it's hard to like... place Avril Lavigne in our age range. Uh, that was, she was, okay, so yeah, she's four years younger than us. So it was like. I remember feeling a little like, dirty when I saw the video being like, am I into her? Because she looks young, but oh I think no. I like her. You know, you're saying it was 22, 18. It so was, it was weird. Safe. It was yeah. weird. It was like when I covered um, my first newspaper job out of college for the journal news was they put me on the swimming and diving beat the girls swimming and diving beat and then like you know i'd go cover like this <laughs> swimming uh um competition and it's a bunch of like you know 18 year old like high school seniors and it's like a 22 year old like yeah, college it graduate it was kind of weird it was like oh, no. i'm supposed to be i have to be professional i'm i'm a journo but i was also like kind of close not too close. I love that you were swimming and diving. I got put on the beat for lacrosse and wrestling. <laughs> we should have switched. I know. <laughs> the best is when they asked me to cover the diving competitions because that's when you have to understand what the different moves are and stuff. So, like, anytime they put me on that assignment, I would just be like, uh, you have, like, a uncle that died? Or, like, are you adopted? Like, looking for an angle for a, like human, a interest human interest story. story. <laughs> <laughs> Did your dog get hit by a car recently? What do we got here? <laughs> what are we working with here? No. Uh, anyway, but and I just want to make it clear I never acted upon these these confusing feelings I had <laughs> as a 22 year old sports. <laughs> no, writer. you waited a few years before you started acting on that. That was very noble of you. Um, but Avril kind of fell into that category. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creeps. Connie, it's not easy being a guy. <laughs> like even if you're not. Tell like, me a creep. all I, about I it. remember talking to our like a few teachers like guess we can't say their names in our Pearl River High School, who were like new teachers. So they were 24, 25. And when like nobody was around you, they'd be like, oh man, you know, 
Melissa's the hottest girl in your grade. Mm-hmm. But that's it was like different. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. See, that's different though. Is it? If you're an educator and you're a couple, if you're like 20, let's say these guys are like 26, 27 and they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, so-and-so Mary is oh, yeah, no, the hottest girl in your grade, obviously. That's so weird. Guys are horrible. Guys are horrible. We, we, we no, all I remember like a couple girls from high school that I was friends with who told me like after I remember like right after we had graduated, they'd be like, oh, my God, Mr. So-and-so. He like stopped flagged me down at, in like the yeah. Gennardi's parking lot <laughs> and asked me to like hang out with him. This was like right after. Right we after like the day after we had a teacher give a girl a letter like <gasps> at graduation. No. Yeah. But then something happened between them. We don't know. We don't know. As history has it. We don't know. The statute of limitations is up. <laughs> my math teacher got in trouble, and he was a he was my favorite math teacher. I know. Really? And yeah. I know someone very close to me that was in an extended male with a female teacher affair. What? What? Yeah. I, I wonder how prevalent it is. Well, clearly, like yeah. we, I feel like we all know one. Yeah. Yeah. A real sobering thought. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish I was involved in something. Now pump up the big time. Dill Fly, first single from the 2002 album Hood Rich by the Big Timers. It reached number three in the Hot Rap Tracks chart, number four on the Hot R&B, and number 11 on the Billboard 100. That's the big one, Connie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a big hit. Also, you might be interested to know, Colleen, the song was covered by the metalcore band The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> the song know. was also sampled by Drake, who would later sign to Cash Money Records under Lil Wayne's Young Money imprint. How about huh. that? Yeah, the song. So I drove my brother's red Trans Am, like 93 Trans oh, Am, damn. when I was in high school. Do you know what happened in that Trans Am before you started driving it? He got in an accident. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the only reason he Is gave he a it diver by any chance? No. He <laughs> got in an accident and those uh like the front the fenders are made of fiberglass, so fiberglass doesn't dent, but fiberglass goes fast. What it does do instead of denting, it just breaks off. So oh, the God. front of it looked like Jaws just took a bite out <laughs> of the fender and I would still roll around. I had like flow masters and tinted windows <laughs> and I would play this song. That's great. We had a guy in high school. He was a couple years older than us and I worked at Walgreens, which was right next to the high school. So like it's where everybody went to steal candy and smoke on the side of the building. And um, one of the kids that worked at, there was a shop right, right next door to the Walgreens and one of the kids that worked there he had like a it was a Camaro or a Trans Am and he would park diagonally um, to cover up three spots so nobody could park next to him and then he had a graphic detail on the back window with like a muscle bound like cartoon of like a tough guy and then it was like badass boys drive badass toys no (laughs) he worked in the butcher and he wasn't uncool because of it like you would think Wait, you should you be derided for that. But. Uh, I, I want to say it was like dark green or a, kind of like an aqua green. Oh my God. 
I really loved Pontiac. Like <laughs> he could play guitar and he had a sleeve. That was my thing. I always wanted a like 25th anniversary Trans Am, and it was white with a navy blue racing stripe oh, up the front. Spoiler. Oh my god. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Round were very, effects, yeah. like whatever. Spoilers were huge back then. Um, yeah. All right, let's stick in the hip hop realm with probably the biggest <laughs> yeah. song of 2002. I'm gonna say it. Oh yeah. I don't think there was a bigger song, radio song, than that year. Connie getting ready for school, first day. It would have been great if Nelly was a diver because I'd be like, hey, you know, good job on the win. Uh, your brother's in prison. Tell me more about the band-aid. <laughs> right. Never got that. Never got that. This is produced by the Neptunes, which makes so much sense when yeah, you listen of course, to it. Yeah, it's definitely uh, got that. Nelly did uh, everything right. Like when he came out with Country Grammar, it was like, oh, this is a cool sound. Ride with me was so ride with me, and then good. this all at the same. Like it's an incredible run. Uh, ride with me when Bob, me, Bob, and our three high school buddies went to Cancun, Can- two thousand one. Cancun oh two oh one oh one. You're right. Yes. And um, ride with me was blowing up and i remember we just listened to that song Constantly. over and over yeah that was the song of cancun the beginning of it is so good the beginning yeah. of it reminds me it's like the first couple notes are so good it's almost like how when rosa park starts like yes. outcast yeah. you get like You're it like in. builds up and you get excited yep. and like it's just like a couple little notes on the front end of both of those songs that are so i like you can recognize them immediately as mm-hmm. soon as you hear them. You know what song it is. And Vanna White gets a shout out. I was always song. surprised how yeah. excited he was to ride next to Vanna White. <laughs> like that was a, that was a big moment in Nelly's life to be I'm like, White. "Oh my God, it's Vanna White!" Um, all right, so hot in here was a total another band. very uh, sexy song at the time. You know, another song, mm-hmm. maybe not my pussy on my crack level, but like this is pretty filthy too. Right. I did get like kind of a flashback when we were listening to it um, a few minutes ago. The any kind of club we went into yes. or, or crowded bar with a dance floor or wherever, Vegas, this era, like this song would be mm. fucking That's ripping. exactly what I was thinking. Anytime we went to a bar, it was like every every single girl in there would be like, oh, it's getting on here, so let's take off all your clothes. Like every single time. Wait, so let's talk about your fake ID. Was it a somebody else's ID or was it an ID that you Which had? Which fake ID? Oh, let's talk about <laughs> Oh, damn. No, I... The, there was one that I had. So, okay. First of all, I had one where I dyed my hair brown for the night just so I could use it. Oh, my God. Um, but I didn't dye my whole head brown. For I have no idea why. I put a baseball cap on, and I just dyed the parts that were 
like out of the baseball. Feels pack. very short sighted as like as a plan. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to like dye my whole head. So with so the idea I'll of dyeing it on. back the next day to blonde. Right. Okay. Right. Because it was like temporary. Still insane, but at least I see the light. I get it. Stuff. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And then the other one was a girl I worked with. Um, and I knew her zodiac sign. I knew like where she, what DMV she got it from. Like all, the well, that whole was thing. that was like the training you would do with the fake ID. Is like uh-huh. they're going to ask you what your sign is, so you have yeah. to know that. Like there were like three things you had to remember. Oh, they would have under undercover cops at the bar, and I would still be like, "Well, I'm just going to go because I, I'm right. I, I am this person." Gotta go. Well, that was the. the I do not condone any of this, by the way. I condone it. What else are you going to do? Really, really stupid. I totally condone it. Well, here was here was the there was a difference. So, if you, for instance, my cousin Matt, I had his ID and I chalked it. So, Mm -hmm. um, it was so easy to do back then. Oh my god! Just like a safety pin and some ink. Yep. Um, Not that I know. But because (laughs) it was a real ID. If you got busted, they'll take the ID and tell you to leave. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm fuzzy on this. But if you actually had a fake ID right. and you then had you in, in your trouble. possession what was right. a government ID that was a counterfeit. Like doctored. You were told, no, like one like you bought it from someone. Here is mm. a fake ID. You could get in more trouble. Or maybe that was what they told you so you didn't do right. it. I never actually went all the way and got the real fake ID. I went with the chalked one, which really did me quite well. I didn't push it too often, but it typically worked. Yeah, I had two friends. I had two fake IDs. And they were both friends who had turned 21 and then they just gave me their ID that was, it was expired, but it still worked all the time. Right. Except for the one time it didn't. And I got, I went to a liquor store. I think we were still oh, in high school. It was, we were, it was a party. It was a party at, at your house. house. Yes. Me and Chris, night. me and my friend Christine went to this liquor store in New Jersey and we just walked in there confidently like, okay, we're going to go get some beer and we're going to bring it back. So we walk, we get it. We Act put it on natural. the counter. Act natural. I mean, it was, we were fucking like 18. <laughs> We walk up to the counter. I hand him the ID. He takes it. He just puts the beer down below the counter and says, okay, you can leave now. No. And then I was like, I need that back. And he goes, no, it's going on that board right up there. So to this day, my fake ID might still be hanging on a board <laughs> That's in awesome. New Jersey, Park Ridge. That's legendary. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, it ruined my night. I, like, I was like, oh, I lost my ID. Oh my yeah, God. it was bad. Um you know how I have a weird memory with certain things, Bob? Certain things. Especially when they tie into sports? Yes. You, I, oh, I, that was a Rangers loss. It was. Against the Flyers, right? Maybe. Kind yeah, I think of. it was. It was. That's so funny. <clears throat> I remember that, too. It was not against the Flyers. Oh, okay. No, you're right. Yes, you're it right. was. It was against yeah. the Philadelphia Flyers. They were eliminated in yep. the conference finals. It was the Wayne Gretzky. Oh. Messier yes. And they got knocked out of the... Um, the playoffs. So a bad night. On, my fake ID was from a girl that I knew that I worked with uh, on the Flyers Ice Girls. It all ties together. You were probably still in Mike Richter's head. Probably. And he just couldn't do it. So, Bob, <laughs> it was uh, May 25th, 1997. That's when I got my ID taken away from me. Now we know. <laughs> now it's been covered. I was 17 years old. And we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> that was also the night I became the biggest villain in our high school. But that's a story that's for another a time. totally big story that we can't get into. Get out the Get the fuck back, <laughs> guard your grill, it's something wrong 
Um, I don't want to step on Luda because I fucking love Luda. It's the best. Um, But I want to tell a quick Super Bowl story from a couple years ago. So they used to have me cover the party beats, which seems like a great idea and a fun thing to have, but it was fucking terrible. Um, Going to all these parties, I have to stay up really late and then write about them in the morning. Um, So the Madden party every year, they get really good artists. And usually what they would try to do is do like a triple bill and they try to cover different genres. So the one three years ago... For whatever reason, they realized that it was co-headlined by Ludacris right at the perfect time when everyone got distance and they were like, we fucking love Ludacris. We love all songs and the whole place. It's filled with athletes and everybody that grew up on him. Place explodes for Ludacris. Every song is a banger. It's an amazing scene. And then for some reason, they didn't have him headline. They had Fall Out Boy headline. No. And one of the saddest things ever is when it came time for the headline to come out, the entire place cleared out. I'm going to say there were 7,000 people packed into this place in Minneapolis. It was like an armory for uh, Ludacris. There was probably 500 people there for oh, Fall Out Boy. No. I stayed because I kind of like Fall Out Boy, so I watched it and I enjoyed oh, the show. But God. you could even see the hurt in their faces uh, before their last set of <laughs> songs. They're like, this is usually where we'd uh, you know, walk back and come out for the encore, but you know, obviously we're not doing that today. And they just oh, no. did two more songs. Uh, but back to Ludacris. He fucking slayed it, and he's one of those guys that had an amazing window Kind of disappeared, but now enough time has passed for people to appreciate how great his great songs were. And he has some great songs like this one. Um, Move Bitch. Featuring Mystical. Wow, Mystical's on this. He was great. Mm -hmm. He was great at yelling. He was great. I like the song. uh, It might have been Roll Out where he's like, Oh, um, that's a great one. It's like, I'm halfway to filling out your CD disc chamber. Like, remember, it used to be the (laughs) six CD discs that you would load. And he, he bragged that he had already had three multi-platinum albums. Like, I'm halfway to filling up your disc changer. <laughs> My favorite was on the visor where you would have the Velcro yes. one. And it was just like, you'd be like, oh, which one? Trying to slide out the CDs. But you'd always be scared about your car getting broken into because that would be the first thing people steal was that. And you'd have to take the face off of the yes. like the the, the the sound system, whatever you have, and like pop it in yes. the club box. Oh uh, and put your club on. One of the best um, <laughs> album titles, by the way, Word of Mouth, M-O-U-F. Mm. And... Um, circling back to when you would hear about car break-ins in the early aughts, the number one question was like, did they get your CD? Yeah, always. Yeah. Everything else is negotiable. Everything else is replaceable. I don't care if there's a fucking kid in there. Did they get your CDs? Because you would have your entire 300, 400 CDs. Oh, the the trapper keeper that had four discs Everything's on the line. Really? Everything's on the line. (laughs) Oh. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I would bring it in with me if I was going somewhere and I was really worried about it. But it was always mm-hmm. stuffed under, like, the passenger seat. They knew. They knew where it was. They, they knew where to did. look. Um, all right, Colleen, it's time now for your last selection. Okay. And, Colleen, you know I love you. I've always loved you. And the reason why I know more than ever you're a special woman is, you know, having not really listened to the show. You've never listened to the Throwback Podcast. You could say that. I in my dreams. In so my you don't dreams. know. You have no idea the how important dreams. This, this next yes. artist is <laughs> to our show, and yet, kismet. <laughs> there were a hundred songs to choose from. <laughs> Ooh, gentle oboe. Oh, gentle oboe. Like an ocean 
I had this and the Zephyr song on the same mixtape. Oh, damn. If you listen closely, it's the same Chimes Lady from My Neck, My Back. <laughs> she was still in shock. <laughs> I have no reasons for you. About this song, when we talk about the songs we love, we always talk about the songs we love. I don't think we've ever talked about this. That's much. Crash into my behold. Crash into me. All on the Watchtower was kind of my favorite. See, that that's what real Dave had. Yeah, that's a real Dave had right there. Like, we were never at that, we're not at that level. No, we were more like every day. Every day. That's yeah. all I did was go to Dave. Crazy Conference. thinking. Burr, 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 burr. That one. When Ooh. the world ends. Like burr, burr, burr. All right, anyway. Grave digger. Grave oh digger. <laughs> well, you dig my grave. And now we have, where are you going, Oboe? Slow Oboe. I feel like this was his last good hit. Hmm. This is, might have been. this is on the album Busted Stuff, which I think might be a B-Sides album. Well, you're not counting his most recent hit, Samurai Cop. Right? Oh, we like Samurai we Cop. We do like Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop. <laughs> That's not how it goes at all, but yeah. Sure. Like Did it. you know the... Uh, <laughs> Come to my Samurai Cop. <laughs> the guy that plays uh, or did play violin, he was kicked out um, for some stuff. Uh, Boyd <laughs> Tinsley. Uh, we've talked about him at length on this show, and he followed us on Twitter. <gasps> Yeah. What? Which we don't know what to make of that. Made us very nervous. Oh my god! Yeah. That's really cool, with the, with, though, when with people like that follow you. Well, oh. I'll tell you more about it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. We don't know if we're safe. Oh, I like the oboe here. <laughs> this is when they went like the point of no return into into like adult contemporary. Well, though. it's weird because they like they were always like this you know, jam band that was like, they're going to kind of take the reins from the Grateful Dead and Fish. And then they kind of stopped doing, I don't know if they stopped doing that, but they never really went full Fish. They sort of went like Kenny G. Yeah, like they could have gone full Fish and just mm-hmm. been like this band that was always touring and doing it, but they never did that. No, you're right. I Don't mess with the Zohan is going to uh, be on Netflix next month, guys. Sure. Starring, you know? starring Dave Matthews. Really? He plays a bum or something? I think he plays a bum in it or something. I've never does. seen it in full, so I'm gonna I'm gonna plug in now that we're Dave fans. Oh, that's incredible! I'm gonna see how it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't we, um, when they were shooting that you were living on the Lower East Side? I remember they had like the street closed down. Yeah, they like orchard during they, the filming. Yeah, they, it was a, the most surreal thing. So they were shooting on our block, and then we came out to L.A. This was 2007 for. Um, our first like ever round of meetings in LA and we went to the Warner brothers lot. And as we were walking on the lot, we saw our block recreated on the Warner brothers lot. That's freaky. So the guy at the meeting was like, where do you guys live? And we're like in that, that apartment right there. Wild. Like that's our building. Right that's there. so wild. But I've never seen the movie. So I need to, uh, I need to plug in on Dave's I think it acting. Sucks. It's probably sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that was like, I can't wait to check it out. Peak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't mess with the Zohan, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's Bob's selection. So Bob had to choose anywhere but from the top 100, top 100 alternative. He stuck with the top 100 proper and went with Nore. Noriega? Nori. Oh. Noriega and Nore is the same guy? Yeah. 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 Bob says it and he looks at yeah. Colleen. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm please, right, right? Please. <laughs> oh, this song. Oh, this song is so good. <laughs> 
Guys, let's go back to 2002. Nothing this bad. This is could so 2002. Happen. Well, something bad had just happened right. nine months earlier. Put it on the board. <laughs> Where was Nora? Homeboy, I came to party. Your girl was looking at me. You would walk in, yeah. I'd walk in with my girls, yeah. and let's what just play. This is another uh, Neptunes, this is Pharrell, again. I love This sound was yeah. everywhere, he was the best. Love everything. this album title, by the way, God's Favorite. Pretty, pretty good. Great. Pretty good. Pretty good. How do you answer to that? He knew it. It's funny though that I think this whole uh, this episode is like you beginning your senior year when it was like the beginning of something. This to me is like the end of college because we were like we graduated in May yeah. 2002, and this was like one of those big songs like that last semester of college. That then it's like that first summer where you're an adult oh, and like you're, you're going out, but it's like holy shit, I'm a fucking grown up now. Like I need. Yeah. See, this would be playing when we would walk into a fraternity house oh, my freshman best. year, and we'd like walk down the steps at like Teak or whatever it was, <laughs> and this would just watch be blaring. Out for watch out for Teak. Mm. Um, that is such a good point because I remember I, didn't, I should have brought it up during the Abril part, but my first job before I even got the swimming and diving job was at this place, this paper called the Rockland County Times, which was run by a, a racist old man. Um, that fits with the Rockland County part of it. And um, yeah. he uh, put me on all these different politics beats. It was just a fucking nightmare. But I remember uh, the Avril um, Slow Jam, which was amazing. I'm with you. Oh, I remember yeah. that oh, yeah. that being on the radio all the time and thinking to myself at the time, wow, like this is like, these are like the big songs like now that I'm out of college. <laughs> it's interesting. Back to Norway. <laughs> but it was, I remember because I remember it was a fucking cold like January morning, and I'm driving to work, and like my parents' 1988 Chevy Celebrity mm-hmm. to a newspaper job that I don't really want, and it was, it's a bit sobering that right out of college, oh yeah, gets the first job thing. It's a rough transition. All right, back to Norway. But yeah, this was like the end of college, like going to those frat parties, watching like the groups of you coming into the yep. frat parties. Yep. And uh, yeah, and just being like, it's all about to end and my life is going to be horrible from here on out. <laughs> I remember there was one frat party where the theme was, I think the theme was uh, spring break. And they had in the basement of this like inner city school at Drexel. Mm-hmm. They had this pool that they got, and it was like an above ground pool that you would put in the outside of a house. And they put it in the basement and filled it up. They put the like the above ground, like four foot, five in foot pool in the basement, <laughs> and everyone was in it. And there were so many people that got sick. Oh my god, yeah, because <laughs> it's not cool, there's no chlorine or no, anything. You just put the fucking not. hose in. Speaking and of Philly, like West Philadelphia. <laughs> it was like half water, half natty ice. Oh my God. Isn't Philly famous for the people that get like dumpsters and put the garbage bags in, like fill up the dumpsters with water? Oh, 
that's like, a thing uh, too. Dumpster pools. Dumpster pools. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know if we're. But this is kind of next level that you con- you would oh. construct a, an outdoor like family. It was pool. epic. It was everyone really committed to the bit. Like <laughs> I had a friend that painted her whole face red, except for like the eyes where her sunglasses would have been to have sunburn. Wow. There were swimmies. Like it was. So fun. And then, until everyone got explosive diarrhea. Yeah, it wasn't great. There was a lot of people that were sick. Man, Philly must be a wild place to go to college. It sure is. <laughs> All right. Um, we got one more. Uh-oh. So, yeah, this is this show is based a lot about, you know, nostalgia and, and that, you know, warm feeling of looking back to your younger years. And uh, it's good that we're going to listen to a song, a song that kind of, embodies that and that it's just one one circular piano riff mm. that I'm so excited as soon as you hear this. it you're transported to that time make them away downtown walking fast faces pass and I'm homebound Time lady. Wait a minute. I said the motherfucking crowd. This is a big freshman year song for me. Vanessa Carlton. Now, I want to tell you one thing. I just want to keep it real with you guys. I was always on Team Michelle Branch. Oh. I just want to say, I want to be open about that. And no, I, thank I don't you. want That's... to hide it and pretend, just roll with the Carlton it's... army here. But I respect this song. It's very brave of you to just come out with that right now. Um, <laughs> Vanessa Carlton was the one that dated Stephen Jenkins yes. from Third Eye Blind, oh. right? Third on the board. So yeah. that immediately, what board is that? Uh, just like who's been fucking the third eye blind singer. Wow. <laughs> it's a weird board to have. This song reminds me of when I broke up with my like high school boyfriend to go to college. Oh man! And I oh, remember... you pulled the ripcord. Yeah. Was he also going to college, or was he like no? A la- he was. He was, he was a little older than me. Oh, older. Okay. Oh, but he no. was. But he was a lifeguard down He's the shore. Right now. Oh no! He was like so nice. He was the nicest ever. That's why I had to break up with him. Yeah. But I remember, like, this this song brings me back to the drive, like, driving home from that. Did he see it coming? Did he know it was happening? No. 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 Blindsided. I know. This is bad. I shouldn't be talking about this right now. Yes, you should. He was the nicest. He broke his fucking heart. But you had to, you were going, how far away were you going to school? (laughs) In Philly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be about three to seven minutes away. I just can't make it work. I just, just don't know. You know logistically, it, it doesn't work. It's like two or three stops. So. Like, listen, you're a nice guy, but you understand. There's no such thing as Uber yet, so like, it's going to be a pain in the ass to commute. The ro- we met at the wrong time. <laughs> but you're still lifeguarding. That's good. Yeah. It's true. Oh. Like we, we, I think we recently talked about this. It's really not really who you end up married with. It's like when you met the person that you end up marrying. It's all about timing. <laughs> and uh, that poor that poor son of a bitch. If he would have met you 10 years later. Yeah. But you know who met you 10 years later? Gonzalez. John. John Gonzalez with the win. And is he more of a Michelle Branch guy too? Or is he? No. <laughs> no. Right, let's listen to a little more Carlton. 
There's no way Michelle Branch did anything this good. This oh. is better than her best work. Well, first of all, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Okay, fair. Uh, second of all, eat a dick. This isn't better. This is not better. Eat. This is uh, not oh better. God. This is not better. Vanessa Carlton just threw it down and said, top of this, and nobody just has listen. stepped up. This is fucking good too, you're right. It's a battle. Damn it, this is good. Hey, bring in the band. Come on in. <laughs> Damn, I did like this song. Damn, this is good too. Alright, alright. I mean, I'm just saying it. I'm not saying Branch is better. No, I'm just saying who I. This is, you know what this is? This is the Beatles Stones of our generation. <laughs> are you Branch or are you Carlton? This is it. This is the closest we got. The line drawn in the sand. <laughs> yeah, you have to pick. Some course. days and some days, like I tell my son with Beatles and Stones. Some days I'm more Branch. So, I mean, what, I mean, what are you going to do? What can you do? It is. It's a Beatlestone scenario. Wow. All the way. No. Oh, go ahead, Bob. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say no, there's, there's one last thing to do before before you go, Connie. There's, okay. What is it? Well, I was, I was going to do the same thing. I was going to let Connie know because I know she's <laughs> never heard this podcast before. So, she doesn't know that. She's probably only, a little bit fucked up. The only reason. I would have listened to at least one of the episodes of your podcast. I did start listening to it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Started. And I definitely stopped. did. You're a liar. I, don't I, listened. <laughs> I was listening. Oh, but I was going to let her know that the only reason we're here is because of the uh, people at Patreon.com who are supporting our pod, giving $2 Why a month. Why are you telling Colleen that? She well, I'm telling to know that. the audience this. because she's thank, the conduit? Yes, yes, because we have to thank our uh, Patreon. Are our you Patreonies. okay with being the, condu- like being the conduit, Colleen? <laughs> yeah. She's checking her phone. It so kind of sounds like, no, I was, she knows. you know what I'm doing? <laughs> I'm making sure that I'm subscribed. Oh, there we go. So, our Patreonies like Bruno the sponsor and Courtney and Wyatt who Courtney keep, and Wyatt, what a team those what two a are. Team. They're keeping this thing alive Husband and every wife. month. So thank you to everybody on patreon.com slash throwback pod. That was good, Bob. Thank you. Because I completely forgot about it. I that. know you did. And I was gonna say the last thing we need to do, Colleen. That's she us. Subscribe. She we did it. We did it, guys. And I'm Colleen here. is subscribed to the podcast. This is a big Ooh, moment for cake? us. Cake? You guys did cake? Last week. Last week. Oh, I'm gonna listen to this. <laughs> they, <laughs> I like. Oh, three minutes is, ago. Oh, yeah, I've been listening. Wait, so wait you guys, a wait, so you guys listen to music? It's like our most re- <laughs> yeah, You guys do great. music in here? <laughs> I'm so excited. Stone Temple Pilots on June 12th. Okay. Who knew? Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our show. This just goes comedy. back to my theory that Dan never promotes this on his other podcast, and that's the problem. That's the problem. That's yes. the problem. Um, yeah. Colleen, uh, 
since you have no idea, you've never made it to the end of the show or the beginning of a show. <laughs> um, part of the show. Uh, when we have a guest, usually when it's just Bob and I, we kind of, uh, you know, we figure out which song from the album that we're listening to will be added to our throwback podcast playlist. We have a big playlist Whoa. with 80 something songs on there. So it's one one song from each episode. And when we have a guest, that guest gets to choose which song gets added to our playlist, which you could find on, yes, Bob, Spotify and Apple Music. Yes. Whoa, that's so, a lot of pressure. I will say there's no pressure because out of every episode we've done, this has been the best top to bottom musical episode. Every song was great. I, there's not a song on here I did not thoroughly enjoy. So I don't think there's a yeah. wrong answer. No, Bob's right. You're pretty much... You're in the clear. You can't get this wrong. So just pick the song that when you heard it today, it just sets you on fire. Okay. So, oh, man. Okay. Because right now, I feel like I need to let you know my thinking. Yes, please. Walk us through. I am caught. Amber is right up there. 311 Amber. Flake. Jack Johnson. Because it's an underground hit. Big time. I feel like everybody really lit up with my neck, my back. <laughs> and it's really just a, a, a fun for the we whole did. family. Well, not the I whole think. family, specifically the adults <laughs> in the family. Or the teenagers who, you know, the adults don't know we're listening to it. So is that the choice? Um, no. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Put. The dramas. It's thick. Oh, it's there's the so air. many. <laughs> Put the Zephyr song on. Yes. Ah, yeah. I like it. Look at that. Bob, how about you live in a world where the most important playlist, the playlist that's, you know, we put a lot of work into this we show. We do, yeah. So no playlist means more to you than this playlist. It's true. And now there's two Chili Pepper songs in, in like the span <laughs> does of like this mean I could, Does this mean I could take the other one off? Absolutely not. Damn it. But I love this song, so I'm very happy about this. All right. Great. The Zephyr song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers is the latest addition to the Throwback Podcast playlist. As Bob said, support the show, please. You can give as little as $2 a month, and you can give more than that, and we'll like you more. Throwback Pod, uh, patreon.com slash throwbackpod. Colleen, I don't need to tell you anything about Colleen, but I will tell you this. She's a, I, w- I used to call you a rising superstar. Superstar. <laughs> at NFL Network, you're just a superstar now. So Ew. you're at Thursday Night Football on the reg all throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, you got Good Morning Football. Uh-huh. You got... The broadcast, which you are kind of a part of. I'm going to do Monday nights on the network. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? So on Monday Night Football, Connie will be involved yeah. with the Yeah, like, the, the, like the, the post. That's it's awesome. Total That's incredible. access end game. Look right. at that. Wow. Well, look at you. Look yeah. at you. Dan, it's, hey. time, it's time you step it the fuck up. Look I, at this. I mean, she's leaving us all in the dust. So <laughs> you were the first people to believe in me. That's true, actually. But what do we get out of it? <laughs> Nothing. But... Great to hear that from you. Colleen. Yeah. All right. And Colleen Wolf, follow her on Twitter. It's at Colleen Wolf now. No Better. NFL. All right. Good stuff. We're done. This is how the this show is ends. It. This is how it ends. We just will raise Perfect. the music up. I'm just up. finishing up You're my finishing drink. drink. It's great. Perfect. All right. Uh, until next week, Bob, Chili Peppers, taking over the world. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs>